Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Again, onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepasswordcom slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter uplift desk a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work and that's just the beginning of what uplift desk has to offer with an emphasis on ergonomics and customization uplift desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals whether you're coding designing or podcasting like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. At the end of the day, What would I have wanted to get done today? I'd like to welcome Adam Lieb to the Productivityist Podcast. Adam, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So we just killed video because we're on Zoom. And we were just talking about how Zoom, with everyone using Zoom these days, or more and more people, uh, you know, the idea of it, it, you know, kind of can warble and things like that. We do want we want to avoid any kind of distractions that can happen during our, our conversation. And 
I want you, because a lot of people may not know that are listening to this podcast, who, who is Adam and what, what's your deal? Can you share a little bit with, with the listener about who you are and what's your fascination with design? Because I looked at your website, like your specific website, and you've got a lot, you, you, you take on a lot of projects and very interesting ones too. But let's talk about a little bit about you and, and what brought you to the work you're doing now with Astro House. Yeah, it's a, it's a long story. I'll try to keep it interesting. But so I'm Adam Lieb. I'm one of the co-founders and current CEO of Astro House. We make the FreeWrite line of distraction-free writing tools. We created the FreeWrite, the original FreeWrite product, all the way back in 2014 under the name HemingWrite, and subsequently released it under the FreeWrite brand in 2016 and started shipping it since then. And so, um, yes, in 2018, we launched our follow-on product called the FreeWrite Traveler, which is just about to start shipping, which is um, something we're super excited about. We've been spending the last two years, you know, um, you know, nose to the grindstone, really trying to get this product out and, and make it as best as, it, as good as it possibly can be. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of where I am now. Prior to that, I've always been fascinated with design. Product design sort of is where I fell in, you know, found my um, sort of the confluence of mechanical engineering, which is what I studied and sort of my own passions, um, you know, around just design in general. And so um, I found myself being able to apply those different focus areas into product design. And that's where really where both the, the, the original Freeride and now the Freeride Traveler um, have seen, you know, have, have been created. So I've looked at the the free write line before, and actually, just before we jumped on the call, I told you I actually saw one in the wild when I didn't expect to see one. Um, it was when I was in New York City, and someone that was working on it at a cafe, and I had a chance to play with uh, with it, and and it was it was just there's something about it that that I really just I leaned into, and and you know. I already had a strong sense that it was designed with my sensibilities in mind. And, and, and the fact that it sets boundaries in terms of not just what you can do with it, but what you can't, which helps you do what you're supposed to do with it. So I'd love to hear like your thoughts on, on constraints and boundaries that you've encountered and, and, or, or maybe even embraced in your work and, and more, more particularly with the inspiration and, and, and creation of, of, of this product. Yeah. With Freerite, it's really a, a pure manifestation of human-centered design principles or you know, a u- user experience design because it's not, it really truly is both a combination of the features that are in it and the features are, that are purposefully withheld. And so it was an interesting project. I mean, that's, that's really how it started. It wasn't like we created this product that we thought was going to take over the world and change, you know, writers' lives forever, and and all these different things, and be a, you know, be a, a statement on, um, you know, our ability or our inability to withhold ourselves from distractions, and you know how it fits in with society and all these things. It was really just, you know, how do we come up with a tool that can help the writer stay focused? And so, with that goal in mind, we sort of started crafting, you know, what the product actually came to be. And so we thought about, okay, well, um, what's not important to the creative writing process? Mm. Uh, distraction. So social media, a browser, Facebook, you know, um, notifications, anything that pulls you out of the creative, creative writing process. But we even took a few steps further. You know, do you need to have formatting? Do you need to have you know, an ability to do spell check, does that actually help you in the creative writing process? And our opinion was, well, let's be extreme and just say no for now and see what happens. Um, And then likewise, like, well, what really does get you into the flow state? So we already said no more distractions, but also, you know, how do we sort of allow the writer to enjoy the process as much as possible? So we were really, you know, into mechanical keyboards mechanical keyboards are have now seen a huge boom mm-hmm. what was once you know really set you know set into the um, gamer market and programmer market now is you can all, all kinds of people are using mechanical keyboards again and so we put that in there an e-ink screen we like I absolutely love the Kindle and what that that actually brought to reading and so I said well why can't we bring that same sort of like you know glare free free high contrast, 
you know, super paper-like experience and put that into a writing product. And so that's sort of how we started putting these features in and also taking some features out to make it just this super, super focused writing tool. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that I found appealing right away was the, the constraints that were there purposefully that, that, you, you know, there was a lot of thought and process. And one of the things that I, I, I got to say that when I, I mean, I use my iPad to write a lot. Um, and, you know, as someone who was traveling more, I'm not traveling as much now for uh, imagining as people are listening to this, not a lot of people are traveling, but um, at least as, as with, with what's going on in the world right now. Um, I, I bought an iPad because it was just easier for me to travel with as opposed to a laptop. I've got a desktop at home. But one of the things that drive me, drove me nuts about the, the iPad experience as a writer was the glare, the glare of the screen. Right, right. I mean, when it's a beautiful day, it's not like you can go outside and start writing with it because, you know, the the, the sun just mounts. Same thing with reading, to be honest, which is why I love reading paper books and honestly why I like using paper a lot. But um, with the iPad, it was very much a uh, distraction-free environment based on software. So why why do you think in that distraction-free software work? Like, why doesn't that work on its own? Like, what... What was one of the, because there's a lot of people who say, well, there's, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of distraction-free writing software. And I'll, I'll speak from my own experience, particularly, particularly for Mac and iOS users. Um, why, why, why do you feel that those products on their own don't solve or at least uh, mitigate some of the problems with distraction and diversion? People know that they can get out of them. Yeah. I mean, simply, and, and it's funny because, you know, when people first see the free write, the original free write, they usually think, oh, you know, here are these guys that tried to, you know, reinvent the typewriter. And actually, it was it was sort of the opposite. We what we actually were doing is we it, this whole idea started from distraction free software. Mm. And so my co-founder and I, during our initial conversation, he was telling me about this distraction free software that he used that disabled the backspace key. And I thought that that was super weird and unusual and intriguing. And so that actually led us into a whole conversation about why would that even exist? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what he found that was beneficial was that it separated him from his sort of critical mind. And so there's also part of the product that really fits within the specific writing methodology, which is to draft from top to bottom and edit later on your computer. Right. And so, you know, with the free write, we took that to heart and actually made it so that there are no arrow keys. You can backspace, but that's the only amount of editing that you can actually do on the free ride. Now with the Traveler, we actually did add back arrow keys and it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, sort of what that opens up in terms of writing styles and writing abilities. But the thing that's hard about it for people is that, you know, obviously that's a really, it seems sort of draconian, but it actually does work. And so even myself, I have to, when I start using the free ride, every time I pick it up, it's sort of, I have like a, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute where I sort of have this like mental jump I need to make. And I go from, you know, like, oh, I want to fix that to, oh, I'm just going to keep writing. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, I have 500 words. Whereas when I try to do that in Word or another document, you know, another editor, there's this constant pull to, to edit. And I think you know, getting back to your original question, I think what people don't realize is how much energy that we use just to resist urges. Mm -hmm. So even though there's distraction-free software, and and actually I think distraction-free software does get you a lot of the way, but what it doesn't do is that you you still know in the back of your head that you can close that software, you can restart your computer, you can get out of it, you can, you know, go on Reddit just to, you know, quote unquote research something. And so, you know, there's always that that little, you know, voice in the back of your head saying like, ah, you can just get out of it or it's been, it's been long enough. And I think, you know, there is a real release that happens when you use a dedicated device. Not, and I think, yeah, not only that, yeah. but, but there, there's the biases of, oh my God, I have to turn off all notifications and how do I do that? No, like it's just, the barriers are far greater than just being able to, you know, take, take one device that this is the job of that device and leave all that other resistance behind. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was part of the the design, you know, philosophy from the very beginning, like nothing to open, nothing to close. Like 
you turn it on and it's ready to write as soon as possible. And even that was part of our user flow where when you turn it on, it doesn't ask you to log in or anything. You actually start in an anonymous session and then you can later log in and, and sync those documents to your account. And so even just that choice is intended to allow the writer to just sit down and start writing as quickly as possible. Are you more of a one device to rule all tasks or a this device does this one thing really well sort of person across the board? Like in other words, I mean, uh, clearly with the free write and, and the free write traveler, you know, which basically, for, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a smaller laptop really like to, to a degree, if we want to simplify it to that does this one thing really, really well. Are you like that across the board or, or are you more of a, um, it depends on the, on the scenarios. I think I'm getting there. <laughs> I think as I've gotten older and as I've come to appreciate design more and more, I think you start to realize sort of the the uh, trade-offs that designers have made in the products that have multiple uses. And so it's, you know, I sort of equate it to like, you know, knives in the kitchen. Yeah, you can just have a chef's knife and do a lot. But then once you start getting comfortable with a paring knife or some kind of other specialized knife, you know, there's, there's something really sort of magical about that experience. And, you know, that translates to a lot of different things. I, I definitely, I find myself looking for specialized tools more and more. Right. And it, it just, I think you get more joy out of using those products. The one thing I can say when I'm looking at the free right and the, the traveler, especially, and, and what's interesting, I said, not many people are traveling right now, but that's not entirely true. I mean, people are traveling, but they're also leaving the house. Um, I'm work from home. Uh, I have my office here, but the, 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 was that one, like, what were some of the design sensibilities that went into the traveler that you have either refined or decided to put in that were, you felt needed to be there for the writer that wants to really have a lot of joy when working with this particular device. When we started thinking about the industrial design for the Traveler, I think there were a few requirements. You know, one of them is that it it needed to be much more portable. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, interestingly, we've had a lot of people since the Traveler design has come out say, you know, I still prefer FreeWrite. And, and that's, you know, totally fine, which is why we're, we're keeping both of them as, as our current product line. But I think we wanted something that very portable, you know, with the idea of like, I can take this when I travel in the same way that, you know, I, I was on a plane hundred thousand miles a year. I didn't want to, you know, take a free ride with me all the time, but I did want to take something where I could write down my notes, where I could do my journaling. And so something that was super portable was, was very important. I think with the overall aesthetic, you know, we wanted something that matched our brand, which is sort of this, you know, retro futurism. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to really define sort of an era of where it exists, but that's sort of the best thing that I can kind of call it. So we wanted something to, to reflect our brand. We wanted something that, you know, was elegant and beautiful in, in that way. Um, and also something that was sort of maybe fit within what people expected sort of a writing, a modern writing tool would look like a little bit more. I think what I mean by that is, you know, when people see the free ride, similar to how you saw it, you know, if funny enough is that when people, people have told us that when they write in a coffee shop, like they're distracted all the time because people are constantly coming up to them and asking them what that is. <laughs> and so, you know, that was obviously not an intended yeah, uh, consequence. There's an irony there for sure. And it's, it's yeah, there, it's I think there is. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, you know, I think we were successful early on because of that provocative design and, and, you know, obviously, you know, I really, I love it. And I think it's, 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 it's fantastic. And people, other people really like it too. Um, but I think, you know, we wanted to make something that would maybe slip into the modern day, you know, consumer culture a little bit better while also still kind of retaining those, those brand notes that we, that we, you know, created with FreeWrite. So, you know, the reason that I am fascinated with the Traveler and the FreeWrite, um, both, both of them, the Traveler to me is, is the one that when, when I saw it, I'm like, ah, cause it, it does, it does emote something a little bit different for me in terms of, and not just me, but I think people will, will look at it. And I mean, if you go to the page, which we'll link to, of course, in the, in the show notes, I mean, it, it's just people look at it and go, what, what is that thing? Right? Like even when it's closed, like what is that thing? And then the, the delight of, you know, opening and all that stuff. But I, I think as a writer and someone who's been working on a book and, and that's one of my primary, I mean, I do other things. Obviously I host this podcast. I have some other things that I do. 
but the core of everything I do starts with the written word. So I'm a writer and I know it's geared. I mean, that's, that's a clearly who it's geared towards, but I can also see this and I want to get your thoughts on this is, you know, if you're in a meeting, uh, you know, you're in an office meeting and again, that idea of bringing your laptop or your tablet or your phone into the meeting to take notes, this is this to me. I mean, yes, it might seem like uh, overkill maybe for someone. I'm, 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 but there's lots of other use cases that I can think of where, for productivity's sake, if we're going to go down that bent, that this, that that you know, using the free write and specifically maybe the traveler makes a lot of sense. Do you have other like bits of feedback and thoughts on that as well? Like, because I don't think it's just. I mean, I think it's geared towards the writer or someone who is going to spend a lot of time writing. But I can see some other areas as well where this can fit in. Yeah, I hope so. I think that sort of remains to be seen. I mean, we, I remember we got a photo from, I think, uh, a, a doctor in South America. I can't remember what specific country. I think it was either Chile or Argentina, but they were writing notes on the free write in an operating room. And we're like, oh my God, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. But it, it was sort of, I mean, it was very cool and, and very clear, like, you know, people are taking these products to wherever they feel inspired and wherever they, you know, want to write. And I think, you know, that is also part of the, you know, that was part of the whole thing. And so with Traveler, you know, the product is, you know, about a pound and a half. So it's a completely different sort of level of portability than with Freewrite. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see what people end up using with it for. So for those that are not 100% sure of, like, where does this stuff go? Because some people will look at the device and go, well, where... Okay, so you're writing here, but where where can I send it? Where does it go? Um, and I'm interested in talking about this workflow because, um, as someone who's you know going to be playing with it and 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 checking it out, I want to see like what what is the path of least resistance, right, from the writing to where I need it to be so that it can be refined. So can you kind of go over that a little bit? Because I think I don't know that people are going to be 100 percent clear on it while listening to this. Yes, if you go to you know getfreewrite.com, you go to the links that we have, you're going to see it. But can you talk a little bit about the, the the workflow there? Yeah, definitely. And they're really both very similar, if not the same. The idea was that we're not trying to take out people's current devices. What we are trying to do is sort of provide a tool that was specific and ideal for the drafting part of the writing process. And so, you know, with that in mind, we, we wanted to make it as easy as possible to sort of go from drafting to editing. And so the way that we sort of thought about that was, okay, you know, we have this great thing called the cloud now, like, why don't we just sync up our documents to, from the device directly into the cloud? And so that you can swivel from your traveler directly to your desktop and open that same exact file on in Dropbox. And so that's, that's really how it works. Um, you do have an account with Postbox, which is our sort of internal cloud service, but really all Postbox does is sort of keeping an archive of your documents and also shuttling your documents from the devices to um, one of three cloud providers. So we currently sync with Evernote, Google Drive, and Dropbox. And so, you know, you have to, you know, create accounts. I think all of them have free accounts. Um, and mo most writers are using one of those three, if not all three now. Yep. Um, but yeah, again, like, once you set it up, once it's you know synced to our service, and everything that you write on FreeWrite or Traveler is then seamlessly synced in the background to a folder on Google Drive or Dropbox or Evernote. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store and even when you're pinching yourself because yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout? Oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. 
And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklyn and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because Crash Plan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast. So take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's crashplan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? Well, it's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. 
It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, it's time to take a break from the conversation to talk about the sponsors of this episode. First off, let's start with taking back your time. And you can do that with the power of Text Expander. I've been using Text Expander for years, and it is an indispensable part of my productivity and time management toolkit. Repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for your answers, they are all taking precious time away from you and your team. With Text Expander, you can take it back. The latest version of Text Expander even has new and improved statistics reporting for organizations, including the ability to build reports with customizable date ranges for enterprise and individuals so you can track how much time your team saves. And that's massively important because when you're working either inside of an office or remotely, it's really great to have a sense of what's going on and how much time you're saving. And you can do a lot of that with Text Expander. In fact, with Text Expander, you can keep your team consistent, accurate, and current. You can share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track. So everyone will share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions. You can work faster and smarter. Your whole team can. And you can use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. You can create powerful snippets to save you time so that all you really need to do is type a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. You can keep your whole team communicating efficiently and with consistent language. Share your snippets of messaging, signatures, and descriptions with everyone on your team and for those that work on projects with you. Really, it's a no-brainer. You gotta get Text Expander, and you can do that with a 20% discount off your first year when you visit textexpander.com slash podcast. Now, Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad, so you can use it pretty much anywhere, and you should. So head to textexpander.com slash podcast, choose Productivity as Podcast from the drop-down window and get 20% off your first year. Do it today. I gotta be honest with you. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling kind of overwhelmed. You know, I almost felt like I didn't really want to accomplish anything today. In some instances, when it comes to just all the anxiety that's going on, not just in the world today, but just the uncertainty that surrounds the world on an ongoing basis, you need someone to talk to sometimes. You need to get help, and you can do that with better help. So if something's preventing you from achieving your goals, like, for example, something as simple as maybe recording this ad or working on a book or just doing the things that you normally would do on an everyday basis, BetterHelp will help you out. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They did that for me. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. In fact, I did that this morning with my own therapist. I did that right right at the start of the day because I could just feel the fog there. And BetterHelp has made it so simple, so easy. Now, remember, this is not self-help. It's professional counseling, and you can have access to it all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You can do it from the comfort of your own home, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses from your therapist. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. I had to do that. It was seamless. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Now, there are licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a wide range of areas, including depression, anxiety, stress, sleeping, LGBT matters, family conflicts, anger, grief, self-esteem, and anything that you share is confidential. BetterHelp is convenient, BetterHelp is professional, and BetterHelp is affordable. You should check out the testimonials posted daily on their site and The thing about BetterHelp is it's doing so well and it's making such an impact. So many people 
I've been using BetterHelp, myself included, that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. I want you to be able to connect with someone when you need to right away. As a listener of the Productivity is Podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash timecrafting. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash timecrafting. Do yourself a favor. Check out what BetterHelp can offer you today. I've got some big news I want to share with you today. The Now Year calendar, my partnership with the team at New Year, is now available. The 2021 edition is now available for purchase. It's a wall calendar that comes in both a tall and wide format, so both portrait and landscape, and it espouses and helps you plan out the year based on my time crafting methodology. So you can put your monthly themes in there. You could put your daily themes there. You could use your annual axiom, the one that you've chosen. If you followed my 30 days of time crafting program, you can choose your annual axiom and put it at the top of this calendar. So you can see it every single day, along with those monthly themes, along with those daily themes. Plus, there is a little box in the corner that we've divided, actually, for the first time in this edition of the calendar. And what it does is allows you to track one habit or one streak that you're doing, or maybe you want to track two. And what I've used this for is for my monthly theme is that the top half, so the top triangle, the top division I'm using for uh, tracking how well I'm doing with my monthly theme. Did I live up to my monthly theme on that given day? And then also I use the bottom for any other kind of tracking I'm doing, so journaling or anything like that. If you're doing both a personal and professional theme for the month, which I talk about in time crafting, you can use that little lower box to track both of those. There are a wide variety of ways that you can use the Now Year Wall Calendar, and I want you to get your hands on this calendar today. Just go to productivityist.com slash new year, that's N-E-U-Y-E-A-R, and you'll be able to connect with the store that will allow you to purchase the Now Year Wall Calendar today. Now, 2020 is rapidly coming to a close, so you wanna start planning the next year now and the now your calendar can help you do that so again visit productivityist.com slash new year that's n-e-u-y-e-a-r today and grab your now your wall calendar now and now let's get back to my conversation with adam lieb you're on the productivityist podcast all right i want to shift gears a little bit for a second because i think this is going to go back to the story about why you do what you do because if you go to we're I'm going to link to your website as well because there's lots of cool things that you oh gosh that you <laughs> but I'm looking at some of the oh, projects man. and I mean yes the travelers there the freeway there's a lot of but I mean I've seen things like the Punisher yo-yo and I mean there's a lot of interesting design stuff here and one of the things that I so so let's talk about that really quickly like this sure. is not a this is not like the building of the the Hemingwright, which became the Freewright, and now we're talking about the Freewright Traveler. But there's been a there's been a journey here. There's are you all are have you always been someone that's like I want to make stuff and I want to make stuff that's kind of unique and interesting and gets people talking. Yeah, I guess I don't you know, or is that just a byproduct of you making the stuff and it's like oh people talk like because I'm looking this is like a video confessional booth, yeah. uh, a Segway accessory, like all these little interesting things that it's very um renaissance to a degree <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah i think it's a byproduct i mean i think that sort of desire has sort of it, it's grown over the years you know when i was in high school building things or even middle school you know as a kid um i think i just wanted to make stuff i didn't really think about and probably purposefully really didn't want to share it with people because I think, I think I just didn't want any feedback <laughs> to be honest. And, um, you know, then as I, I think as I sort of found, um, my interest in product design as it relates, you know, to creating consumer products, I think in those, like, I do actually think of our products and my products that I've created as art. And I've, I've tried to sort of relay that to my team as well, because, you know, I think it's it's hard sometimes, I think, in the modern consumer marketplace to really think of your products with any kind of values. Mm. And I do try to do that. 
Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I try to do that. And I think this is sort of an evolving concept within my own mind is like, you know, how do I kind of create more art? How do I, you know, you know, put that, those messages out there farther? I think, you know, there, there's definitely some statement here about, you know, the power of, you know, taking, taking hold of your own sort of attention, right? Like how, how do, how do you um, manage your own levels of distraction? And I think like, that's certainly something that's coming from me internally. Um, but there's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a lot of other products that I have on this, you know, long list, growing list of, of things I want to create. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, there's also a part of me that I sort of tell everyone that I just want to like become an artist in the woods one day and not make any products. Cause I, I really don't want any more feedback, but I do still want to keep creating things. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's sort of a balance between, you know, I think getting the benefit of actually, you know, influencing people by putting out, you know, artist products and also, um, you know, just enjoying making things. So that leads nicely to the idea of risk because you've got, <laughs> you look at your bio page, which uh, it talks, it's got a picture of Michael Scott. And this is a classic office moment where he's got, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take by Wayne Gretzky. And then Michael Scott is quoting that quote. Um, and that talks about risk. Like, you know, if you don't take, uh, if you don't take shots, then you're not going to, you're not going to score. Right. So that seems to me, as soon as I thought, like, okay, there's a lot, like you seem to be someone who is willing to take chances. Um, would that be a fair statement? Yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> that didn't sound definitive. I, well, I don't, you know, I, there's this whole concept of like, you know, is entrepreneurship risky? And, you know, I, I've probably listened to a lot of the same podcasts or read the same books that you have. And it's like, I think when you talk to most, well, when you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, it's not that they're always so risky. I think they just see risk differently. Right. You know, and I probably fall into that, you know, mindset as well. Like to, you know, maybe non-entrepreneurs, I seem extremely risky. You know, I left a, you know, well-paying, you know, corporate finance investment banking job in New York and had nothing, you know, literally had nothing to do. Um, and that was great by my standards, mm -hmm. but some people, you know, you know, all, all my friends on the floor, you know, that I worked with were like, are you sure, dude? Like, are you sure? Um, but, you know, I think like, I don't know, in my head, like, I actually want, I want to take more risks. Right. I think, you know, I think there's, I, I'm always pushing myself to sort of find like, where do I see, where do I feel like comfortable and think like, you know, is that really important? Maybe, maybe there's something that I should be pushing on there. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's sort of a tricky question. There's another Wayne Gretzky quote, which I think is is particularly interesting considering we've talked a lot about free right and the free right, traveler in particular. Um, there's a quote that his dad passed on to him, like, I skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it has been. And when I look at the, the, the you know, the products, the free right products, the line of products, that seems to me that, that that product is kind of falling into that line of thinking as well. Like, you know, you're you're kind of getting ahead of the curve a little bit with this sort of thing, at least in terms of, of hardware. Uh, you're taking, I mean, I could tell you right now by looking at my writing setup, I have my iPad Pro, and then I have a, a clickety-clackety keyboard because I love that, because there's a tactile feel to it, and then I have a stand for it. And then when I look at the Traveler, I'm like, man, I just need to have this thing. So <laughs> so are you, are you in that adage of, like, you try to look ahead to say, okay, this is where I think the puck is going and, and head in that direction. It, maybe even in particular with the traveler. Um, is that something that you, you either kept in mind um, intentionally, or it's just, again, kind of something that's happened by osmosis for lack of a better term. I think there's a concept in product design that I've sort of had to learn the hard way, which is, you know, you sort of have to be on trend, but not, you know, you can be a little behind trend, um, but to me, that's not that exciting. Mm. You can be a little ahead of trend, but if you, you can't be too far ahead, because if you're too far ahead, basically, you're just going to have to fund the time it takes for everyone else to catch up. And so I think, you know, with Freeride and Traveler, again, like I didn't, I don't think I had any like real premonition that they were going to be some super successful product. And I think even, you know, by most, you know, consumer electronics standpoints, like, we're still really small. I mean, we're like a boutique, you know, consumer electronics company. Um, but I think, you know, as we grow, like I'm definitely trying to think of, you know, 
as, as I'm thinking of ideas, trying to think of them like where they fall on this curve. And I think, you know, I definitely like to be a little bit ahead of the curve, um, but not too far out. And definitely, you know, not too, you know, not trying to play catch up or like, you know, play me too with everybody else. Cause I think that's just, you know, boring and, and kind of lame. So you're, you're dancing you know, the line basically. Yeah. I think I, that's what I try to do, but it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, that's as hard as anything yeah. in, in coming up with a product. So, um, you know, that, that level of timing is, is very difficult. And, you know, ultimately I think probably the, mo- probably the most difficult thing with coming up with, you know, a good product idea. Couple more questions before I let you go. Number one is when when you were when you guys were putting together the free ride campaigns, both been crowdsourced and crowdfunded, not crowdsourced but crowdfunded. What was it like when you? What was that feeling like? the the whole The process of okay, we're going to put this out there because you're kind of putting it out into the world, going here's an idea and please pay for it, and then you'll get because a lot of people look at like Kickstarter, Indiegogo as I mean, unfortunately. Um, stores to some degree, right? Like I'm going to yeah. give you money and then you're going to, and I've had several campaigns not come to fruition. I mean, the, the first campaign I ever backed on Kickstarter, I'm still waiting for the uh, bathroom speaker wall doc, which I never got. Um, <laughs> and that was like <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so there's got to be that sense of what pe- expectation, but also anticipation. Like uh, when I was talking to, um, uh, on an upcoming interview, I was talking to Kara Golden, uh, CEO of Hint, about when she first, like when the water first hit the market and what it was like when she got her first order sold. What was it like for you when you was like, oh, this thing's a thing now, like it's happening? Like what was that feeling like and how have you carried that over to like on an ongoing basis? Because I think you have to keep that momentum going, right? Yeah. And I could, you know, I could probably talk for several hours on what it's like to run crowdfunding campaigns, both winning and losing and in the middle. Um, you know, our two crowdfunding campaigns, the first one for Freeray, which was December 10th, 2014, we did it with, you know, literally zero budget. And we completely relied on an email list that we had built over the prior couple months through um, simply capturing emails off of a super simple WordPress page that had traffic sent to it from some viral press that we happened to get. And that was the formula. Um, we did a couple very important things right. Um, you know, the first one being creating something that was super provocative and interesting to people. And, um, you know, I think we got a little bit lucky in that we catered to writers, which is, you know, never something that you hear in any, you know, business book, but if you want to get people to write about you, you can make a product for writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you know, we had this, I think eight or eight or 9,000 person email list. And, um, and that's really what we went to Kickstarter with. We made a, a $500 video that we, you know, hired a friend to do and that was it. And so it was very crazy. <laughs> it was super crazy because we had no idea. And the biggest thing was that we had never told anyone or said anything about what the price was going to be. And we were very scared. I and bet. I think because writers aren't notoriously flush with cash. Yes. So <laughs> I've, so I've heard, <laughs> um, we were super nervous and, you know, cause this is a brand new thing. Like, what do you compare it to? And, and not only that, but like, does it even matter? I mean, it, it has a really unique set of components. You know, this is our first, you know, consumer electronic that we would potentially manufacture. I mean, we, we had only a prototype at the time. So, you know, we try to do as much research as we can, like, you know, how much does the screen cost? How much would a keyboard cost? How much would it cost to like put together and some, you know, but you know, these were pretty rough calculations and without any experience, I mean, it was tough. And so, I think we went out with, I think our early, super early bird price was something like three forty nine, mm. and we were so scared to put that out. And it's funny because you know now we're selling free right for five forty nine, and we've sold some special editions for up to seven hundred, and you know those are big jumps. And uh, you know nobody really talks about. Pr- I mean, of course, there's always people that that wish it was cheaper, but like people understand now, now that we've delivered on the experience, like people understand now that it's, it's worth it and yeah, it's you, valuable. You've got devotees, you've got people like, I'm a big fan of Baron Figs products, like their notebooks, their pens. Mm-hmm. My wife 
shudders every time I like buy a new pen. She goes, why is that pen $60? Like, can't you just use a right. regular pen? I'm like, no, I can't. I love what they make and I, they're high quality. And I bought, um, uh, studio neat. They, they're another great crowdfunding success story with things like the, the uh, neat ice maker and, and yeah. pens and all that stuff. And they just make really cool things. And I bought their, my wife's looking at the correct. Why did you need to buy a pen from this? You, don't you have pens from Baron Fig? I'm like, yeah, but I don't have a clicky pen and I know they make good stuff. She's like, oh my God. Like, I'm definitely one of those people that uh, look at a product and if it's well built and there's a reputation that precedes itself with the company. Cause that's another thing I think too, that's happening more and more with, with crowdfunding. I mean, uh, I had, and I'll link to this in the show. Now, I had Jeff Sheldon from Ugmunk on the program before, and he's talked about his gather, which I purchased, but also his um, analog productivity, which are basically in, like for lack of a better term, you could simplify them and say they're index cards that have, you know, a simple productivity system. And he made, I think I want to, well, he made, Close to what I mean, Traveler made what seven hundred and almost just over seven over seven hundred thousand on Indiegogo, right? Seven hundred fourteen. Yep. Um, he made close to that on Kickstarter for in like for what people would basically say these are index cards. They're not. There's much more to it. But also, he's been he's got a reputation like Ugly yeah. has a rep. So I think that plays a role too now, especially since Kickstarter and Indiegogo have been around for a while. It makes a huge difference. I mean, it's it's reputation and it's also audience. Right. I think, you know, once you have a campaign or two and you have a store, I mean, you know, so, so you know, I was talking a little bit about our original campaign in December right. 2014, you know, our traveler campaign was at, you know, at the extreme, but on the completely other side. So we worked with like a crowdfunding marketing agency. We put a lot of money behind it. We made a fancy video, you know, we prepped email lists, like we had tons of marketing going, we had, you know, everything going. And, and aside from just the, no, I shouldn't say just aside from the amount of money that we raised on Indiegogo, we also sold a similar amount through our website. I mean, granted it took a lot longer, Mm -hmm. you know, the actual development process than we had liked, but, um, you know, that's a huge amount of product that we've now sold before the product even exists. And so, um, you know, as a, as a reminder, the pressure's on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, th- and that's the thing, too, is I think a lot of people don't understand. That's why they get to a store. Well, where is this thing? Where It's not. I mean, I've seen many. I've seen reputable companies like Best Self who have made their Best Self planner. And then they had one they were working on that was a um, an hourglass. I think it was called Tempo. And it just never, they couldn't get it to work the way they wanted it to work. So they abandoned the project. They, they did right by as best they could, I think, with a lot of the, the people that backed them. But there, there's no guarantee, and I think that that's something that people need to keep in mind. But again, like you said, you've, you've, it, it wasn't your first rodeo, so you had a chance to kind of set yourself up for the best success possible. And, I mean, clearly it's happened. Yeah, and I think, you know, the first one, yeah, I don't know. It's There's so much uncertainty in the product development process, especially for your first one. Mm. And, you know, not having any money re- – <laughs> we had money for, we ended up getting money for the first one, not just from the Kickstarter, but, but elsewhere, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's a very stressful process. And I think, you know, I always wonder, you know, I'm an engineer myself. I just can't even imagine what it's like to do it as a non-engineer. I, there's just so many places for it to go wrong. Right. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just endless. To me, yeah. I, I, here's a, here's a question. I didn't expect to ask this one, but I'll, I'll throw this one in there as well. Is, to me, there's almost, I mean, and, and I've had some people criticize this before, is the idea of, well, if you've already got a store, you've already got a business, why do you crowdfund? Like, why do you, can't you just make it and then not? So I've not talked to anybody about this before, but everyone that, like, I mean, I talked to Jeff Sheldon. I've talked to, obviously, Baron Fig. I've talked to, um, uh, you know, other other businesses that have, why, why is crowdfunding still, something that you would do even when you've got like, okay, we have this business, we could just make this thing. What's the, what, what's the reasoning behind it? Cause I think some people need to hear this. I mean, it's a great marketing channel. I mean, it doesn't, I, it's funny because I was part of the, um, I've got recently, which is funny into 3d printing. Mm. Um, you, you'd think I've been doing a 3d printing for a long time. <laughs> I actually got my first 3d printer over quarantine. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we could talk about prototyping processes for a while too, but 
Yeah. I mean, you know, so Creality, which is, I don't, I don't know if you follow this at all, but Creality is one of the biggest 3D printer, you know, sort of consumer level 3D printer companies. And they just launched a huge, you know, crowdfunding campaign. And, you know, every, you know, there's a lot of complaints, like you said, you know, why, why are you doing this? And, and they raised something like three or $4 million. I think, you know, first of all, it doesn't bother me in any way from a consumer or as a producer, because, you know, in theory, as long as they're sort of genuine, like you're probably getting the product at the cheapest it's ever going to be. Right. And, you know, why not have companies that are legit putting out product on crowdfunding? I think what they get as a benefit is they get access to the community of people that are on Indiegogo or Kickstarter, which is which is huge, mm-hmm. honestly. And also it's actually very cheap as a marketing, you know, outlet. I think, you know, they they charge five percent. And it's validation right. too. You get yeah, to validate things. Like you get to see because there's been campaigns that have failed that you would think, oh wow, this and you're like, okay, well, I guess this idea, or you get a better sense, right? I think like you said, it's as as a marketing tool, both in terms of spreading the word, but also figuring out you know, what people might want. It's very, very uh, valid. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's another, another element, which is it creates sort of, you know, it it creates, it, it forces the company to have sort of a complete product launch campaign, you know, with pricing, with delivery dates, with everything, you know, and it actually sort of, it's almost like the company's own tool to keep them on on task. Mm. You yep. know, yep. because it could just go on forever. Or and not only that, I think you know, even for us, like we had a campaign that failed. Um, you know, and I'm not too shy about it. I'm still sad about it, but we had a campaign that failed. And I think, like, we used crowdfunding with you know for its intended purpose, which is like we had we thought we had this great idea. We put a lot of energy and money into it, um, and we put it on crowd. You know, put it on Kickstarter, and you know, apparently nobody cared. <laughs> what was what was that product again? What was it? It was called Clap Boss. Okay. And, you know, it was, it was very different from our free ride products. It was more of a gadget. Uh, and the idea was, well, I, I don't know if I want to pitch Clap Boss right no, now. No, 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 no. But, but I mean, people can look into it if they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I still love it. It was a great, it was a great fun gadget. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, we put it out on Kickstarter and people, you know, just didn't make it. it nobody kind of cared either way. Um, and so, you know, yeah, we could have spent the time and money to actually develop the product all the way. And maybe it would have even worked. I, I think yeah. it might've worked in retail, but I don't know. And so, you know, we put it out and nobody cared. And then, you know, that potentially saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars from, you know, in development costs that we didn't have to spend. And instead we shelved it and actually worked on Traveler instead. Well, so, and what's interesting is that, as you said this, that there's this quote, what's the opposite of love? It's not hate, it's indifference. Right. Mm. So, you know, free right. Clearly the traveler is loved. Right. Whereas maybe, whereas, you know, when, you know, clap boss was people were indifferent about. So that I guess there's ebbs and flows to running a business no matter what, you know, And, and when you're especially when you're making. But when you make a product that people love. And or when or when there's like I said at the at the start of the the, the episode where I saw it in that New York uh, hotel room cafe and I'm like oh, like I could see it in person and got to actually type on it and stuff like that. I'm like this is something that is delightful and I think that there's something to be said for that and in terms of not just being a user of delightful tools which I've talked about but also someone who makes them and it, it's I mean you guys are making some really delightful stuff. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're super excited about it. We, we also, I should say, you know, one of the things we talked about, you know, access and price a little bit. So we actually created a, an online distraction free in quotes, I guess, you know, writing software called Sprinter. Mm. And so, you know, again, we wanted to try and give people a little bit of the experience of this quote unquote distraction free experience that we created. I, there's no arrow keys. Um, of course, it's in your browser, so there's some of those, you know, distractions. But um, it out, it also allows you to access sort of Postbox and the rest of our ecosystem, and so people can actually try that at sprinter.getfreeright.com um, for free. Awesome, and I'm, I'll link to that in the show notes for sure. One cool. more question before I let you go. I normally ask, like, what's one action someone can take to be more productive? Uh, if there's one simple action that they could take, but I want to ask you something a little bit different. What does productivity? mean to you? Like, how do you define productivity? So I think of productivity, I actually think of it sort of in reverse. Mm-hmm. I actually sort of have this, um, 
sort of like mental game that I play, which is like at the end of the day, or actually during the day, I think at the end of the day, what would I have wanted to get done today? Which is kind of a strange way to to approach it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think of it as like, how can you do the most possible things? But it's like, how do you actually just do the one most important thing? And I think like for that, like that's actually what's worked for me is just constantly reprioritizing and focusing on the most important thing at all times. And that that's still something that I, you know, really have to try to do. But to me, productivity is knowing how to prioritize and focusing on that one thing. Adam, this has been a fantastic conversation. Where can people go to keep up with you and your work? And more importantly, where can people go to, because the, the, the traveler is, is people are ready to pick it up, right? So where can people go to, to, to check that out as well? Yeah, Mike, thanks so much for having me. So people can go to getfreeright.com forward slash traveler with one L. And uh, we're going to be shipping at the end of October, which is super exciting. So, you know, we're, we have promotional pricing, uh, 38% off of our, our retail price right now. And that's obviously going to change. So, you know, if, if, if you want to get it, then, you know, now's the time. So getfreeright.com forward slash traveler. Adam, thanks again for joining me today on the Productivity is Podcast. Thank you so much.